The views in this podcast are solely those of the hosts. We advise you to go in out and think for yourself. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Clayera Conversations on Shinto, a podcast where two friends and fellow practitioners of Shinto in the Anglosphere, that's the English-speaking world, talk about their faith, its cultural, historical, and other contexts, and try to bring knowledge and community to others. I'm Nairi A. Bakalian. I'm a novelist, a podcaster of the Friday Night History podcast, and an author of various nonfiction content on history. My doctorate is in Japanese history. I'm an Armenian raised between two different countries. I come from four generations of Armenian clergy. English is my second language, and I'm a member of the Hachiman faith for 16 years. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Patreon, and Facebook at Riverside Wings. And tell us who you are, friend. Hi, I'm Zoe Tanner, a.k.a. Cora. I am a student of network security, a poet, a white-passing Latine, ex-Uton, ex-Mormon, and a member of Fushimi Inari going on for three years now. You can find me at foxed underscore named Zoe, and that's F-O-X underscore named underscore Z-O-E on Twitter, or my poetry channel, which is linked in the Twitter profile. Thanks. So, let's talk about some goals. I think that's generally a good place to start these kind of conversations. <laughs> so, um, in the absence of trained priests, we as lay people want to do our part to educate fellow practitioners as well as non-Shinto listeners. It's no secret that outside of Japan, there are very, 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 very few shrines, and uh, trained clergy are just about as rare. And on Sec top of that, a lot of it a lot of the information that is out there is also written in Japanese. Yes. And that kind of makes it a bit harder for people who are English speakers and still trying to learn how to read Japanese to interact with this. Yes, absolutely. You shouldn't need academic training in order to be able to uh, have this practice. Mm -hmm. So and second... Drawing from our experience and academic training to make the subject matter more accessible to those of us in the Anglosphere is our goal. And we wish not only to be approachable and factual, but personable and willing to cultivate a broader conversation about our faith. And that's honestly why we are here recording this podcast for you right now. And Nari, what is this podcast called again? This podcast is called Clayera. This is the scientific name of the plant that in Japanese is called Sakaki. Sakaki is part of the uh, most common offering made at Shinto shrines. It's a plant with these oval leaves that uh, you will see uh, sometimes uh, tied around with strips of white paper and offered in more formal um, uh, uh, rituals at a given Shinto shrine. It seemed mm -hmm. a fitting name. And on that end, I suppose if we're going to be talking about that, let's get into the first subject of this, the inaugural podcast.
Yes, yes. So, one of the things is, is that we've... I, I've interacted with a lot of different pagan faiths and everything here, from heathenry to Hellenism to... Gaelic, I think it's called Gaelic, the one of the English Isles? Yes. Yes. And on that end, it's always a reconstructionist faith, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that there's always some kind of air of you make up the rules for your faith. And I don't... And I never knew how to feel about that. That felt a little awkward for me coming from a Mormon background. And on that end, a lot of the preconceptions of Shinto is that there are no rules. But that's incorrect. Yes. Yes, that is. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. Shinto, uh, in its various forms, does not have dogma, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have rules. In fact, it has a lot of rules. It has a lot of ritual. It has, it has very particular ways that things need to get done. Um, and while sincerity is certainly what we all strive for in our practice, and we, uh, we like to think that the, that the kami will understand if we make, the go make a good effort, the fact of the matter is that um, there are still rules that we have to try to adhere to, even though it may be difficult outside of Japan. Exactly. And... Like, one of the things that we've always ended up saying is that there is no dogma, but there is rules to it. And this is something that you and I have talked about in private a lot about. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. And, and so there's generally, like, four really big rules here, and there are harmony, big nature, festivals, and purity. Yes. And... As I've kind of made it clear, I'm still trying to learn Japanese myself here. Uh, can I ask you to help me walk through the uh, names for these? Sure. Uh, harmony is wa. Uh, big nature is daishizen. Uh, festivals are matsuri. And um, there's a number of different terms for purification, depending on what kind of purification. Um, but I would, I would uh, use the term uh, uh, kiyome, like to purify, as the verb. Um, you, there's also the term misogi for the specifically, um, you know, purification of like standing under a waterfall or, or what have you. Um, but there, there are different terms for it. But ultimately, what uh, the purification is trying to do is it is trying to... Um, it is trying to remove, uh, to cleanse, uh, something called kegare. But I think we are gonna, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, and we'll get to that one. Yes, we will. So, I guess under the context of harmony, let's start off with harmony or wa. And what does that mean within the context of Shinto then? There are so many different ways to approach that, is the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's harmony between people, right? Um, you know, I... to, like, manifest, especially within the Fushimi Inari faith, because it's... 
in its own right, the, the faith that I'm coming from is a lot of different people having a conversation about a singular divinity. Yes. And there's a lot of conflicting opinions. But we all have to try to find a way to get along with one another. Yes. And you know, that's particularly... always been the harmony of people, but... Particularly within, particularly, uh, you know, at, you know, at the very least, you know, within uh, a shrine faith, there's that, um, mm-hmm. because you're going to have differences of, like you say, you're going to have differences of opinion. But you need, at the end of the day, the rituals still need doing, the rules still need adhering to. You need to get on somehow. Exactly, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't recognize as part of harmony at times how do we just get along with one another is a huge part of harmony within even a ward a parish or anything of that nature yes and that's me coming after both of our past there so you know indeed indeed <laughs> you and i both have stories that we can talk about the gossip oh, yes. behind the curtains at the churches oh yes Oh yes, and that's just and that's just it. Um, harmony does not mean I am right, you are right, everyone else is wrong. Harmony sometimes means nobody's right. Harmony sometimes means it's going to be messy, and that's okay. That's I, okay. I think one of the best uh, examples of harmony is messy and complicated is like a living situation with flatmates and everything where everyone has their own dietary needs and they conflict in ways that makes things like Thanksgiving a chore to try to cook for because you're now cooking five different main entrees but you tend to do that just to make sure that everyone can eat yes but yes. then there's also things like harmony with nature. Yes. And that connects us to our second uh, item over there. Mm-hmm. Um, because harmony, harmony uh, by cultivating that harmony uh, with our neighbors, um, we're also uh, bearing in mind needing to cultivate harmony with nature. Not only with, uh, say, your neighborhood, your environment, but also the world at large. Um, sometimes uh, some of you listening out there may have heard the term uh, uh, religion of the forest applied to Shinto um, you know there's very much this is a this is very much a strong um, uh, uh, point here uh, we, we want to cultivate our harmony not only with other humans but also with plants and animals and uh, all live together as part of this thing called big nature, Dai Shizen. Mm-hmm. And even before we just dive straight into Dai Shizen and big nature here, harmony with nature is sometimes just as simple as making sure you're, you're sorting out the recycling. Sometimes it's also finding ways to... Like, like I, I'm a big advocate for more robust public transit systems, uh, electric cars, things of that nature. So, full disclosure on my own politic here and everything, folks, I believe in more of a green energy setup. And to me, that is a part of my trying to live with harmony of nature. 
Yes. And I think one last thing I want to talk about before we jump into Daishizen mm. is internal harmony, which I've always kind of viewed as sincerity of self and... Yeah, no, just sincerity of self. Yeah. You yeah. have to be honest and harmonious within yourself to yes. be sincere. Yes. And speaking as someone who is like an ex ex Utah trans woman that's that was a trip to figure that part out for myself yes it's it this is very much something this is very much something that you know both of us as 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 queer folk you know this is this is something that uh, I think is very near and dear to us um, because by Figuring out, yes, by figuring out who we were on the inside and by making our peace with that, coming into alignment with it, not fighting it anymore, uh, so many other things, you know, in their course got sorted out. Mm-hmm. It and wasn't... I'm, I'm just nodding my head furiously over here, folks. It, <laughs> uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, I guess, a you know, a silver bullet or what have you, but you know, by, 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 by no longer fighting it, by, by actually trying to make peace with it and do what needed to be done, uh, so much else sort of came into better alignment and life in general, even on the bad days, uh, got so much better. So this is a part of harmony that is, that is in fact very, very much, uh, also just as important as harmony with your neighbors and harmony with nature. And I think that's, also just one of those things that i want to make sure is out there because it's important to me and it's important to you and it's important to a lot of people in our lives yeah 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 it's it you know it's it's not you know this is not a this is not an abstraction this is very much a you know it's very much and i think this is why for me um you know uh uh Shinto has been so um, transformative and fitting uh, as a practice for me. Um, there, these—it's very much these everyday. It's it's interfaced. It's sort of connected with these everyday um, concerns. The the divine and the mundane are very much uh, intertwined, um, and you know by tending to the mundane we are also uh tending to the divine and vice versa uh you know you don't you know you don't uh, you know granted there are shrines and such but you don't you know leave god in the proverbial box and just show up once a week mm-hmm. um you know it's very much a part of the it's a part of the day-to-day it's a part of the it's a part of the little things like um, one of the things that they made a big deal about when i was a, a mormon was a living faith and to an end, I still try to keep that practice within myself, within Shinto. I practice daily. I try to make sure I say my prayers daily. I keep it in mind with my Ujigami. And for those who don't know what that is, that is patron kami, more or less. Tutelary di- divinity? Tutelary divinity, yes. Thank you. Uh, th- that was a good <laughs> blank run at that one, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you, you did good. You did good. Thank you. Thank you. But... A lot of it is, like, I try to keep myself centered with the knowledge that my Ujigami is there to help me overcome what comes next. 
And a lot of that is still me putting in a lot of the legwork and effort there, because, well, we can't expect a, a divine to just do it all for myself. No. Right. Right. I pray often to be made equal to what comes next. Right. Right. You know, for me, that's also very much a, a thing, you know. Uh, sometimes I, you know, I, I worry that uh, there may be an assumption in some quarters that, you know, the kami are all love and light and comfort and fluff, and really that's not how that works. Um, no, not in the least. Not in the, yeah, not in the least. Um, and really, um, for me as a practitioner of the Hachiman faith, um, uh, Hachiman, who you'll you will hear me refer to with in the feminine, and we'll get into that in future episodes. Um, Hachiman is a deity to whom, uh, if you read uh, Japanese folklore and history, uh, warriors trying to land the impossible shot will cry out to Hachiman and invoke her full name and title. And, you know, I'm not going to do that on this podcast. <laughs> um, but... Um, you know, that, that'll help. be the subject of like another that'll be a yes mm -hmm. <laughs> um uh it's it's you know it, it's not so much um you know uh asking to be comforted it's help me land the shot help me help me help me find my way through the chaos even if it's internal chaos help me help me uh help me do what i need to do to make it home safe um you know, so you, you you know it's it's part of the everyday in that respect, and you know for me really uh, something I think that behooves me to mention here, uh, since I've I've mentioned her uh, for the first time, uh, Hachiman is a kami of battle, but uh, war is not her only purview, mm -hmm. and uh, likewise your ujigami sama is not only a kami of agriculture. Well, she's a kami of a lot of things, and I will refer to uh, Ukonomitama no Okami in the feminine here, because that is how I view her. I know there are other people who will use they, them, and he, him pronouns for my ujigami, and that's fine. That's their way of doing it. And again, back in harmony here. But right. My Ujigami is a divinity of a lot of things, including success, including prosperity, including wealth, good business, health even, in some cases. It's oftentimes said that there is an Inari for any kind of want in the world. Yes. Yes. But moving back with harmony towards nature and everything, let's touch back base with uh, Daishizen and Daishizen, yes. Mm -hmm. I guess on this one here, to me, big nature has always been this awe and reverence of what nature can be and what nature is. Yes. And there's a lot of ways to feel that. I, like I've said before, I came from Utah and there's a lot of vast, open, desolate spaces that are beautiful. That I know if I were to get lost and wandered in, I'd probably end up dead within three days, but that's part of the beauty of it. It's not gentle, but it is amazing. 
Like, there's this one part out in Moab, and it's in the Delicate Ark National Park. And it's just this vast emptiness of red earth and green sagebrush in the spring. And as I just sit out there and I look at it, I can only just feel reverence for existence there. Yeah. 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 This is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. This is, this is, this is, this is Daishi. This too is Daishi Zen. Um, you know, for me, uh, in terms of a recent example, <sighs> so I think uh, four years ago now, just about, um, my partner and I uh, went to a place called Cherry Springs, which is this location in Pennsylvania, in North Pennsylvania, practically all the way to upstate New York. Um, it's kind of in the ass end of nowhere. You have no phone signal there. And it's a dark sky location, meaning that um, it's yeah, beautiful. you can see the Milky Way. And uh, indeed, the local municipality has teamed up with astronomers to control the kind of light that's emitted after hours. Mm -hmm. And I remember going there um, and, you know, we set up our tent and we went and we listened to a park ranger talk about uh, astronomy as it was getting dark. And, you know, there's this point after which the sun appears to go down that there's still some measure of light in the sky. But then after a while, there was a shift. And one by one, the stars came out. Like my eyes started to adjust and the stars came out. And the first thing I saw was the Big Dipper. And we can talk about this in a future episode, but that has... Um, religious significance uh, to me as someone who venerates a kami enshri as enshrined in uh, northern Honshu. Um, but I remember the first thing I, that my eyes caught was the Big Dipper and I just started sobbing because it felt like and especially at the time, you know, I was just out of school and, you know, I didn't feel like I had any hope of, you know, where am I going to take my life next? But I remember just standing there sobbing and feeling like I am part of this, even though I am so small, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So, you know, it's it's cultivating that kind of mindfulness, I think, that's part and parcel of building one's appreciation of Daishizen, of great and nature. I'm actually glad that you brought up mindfulness, because that was kind of a big thing that I was trying to get across with this here and everything, because... I guess in a more recent example for me, other than just sitting out in Moab at Delicate Arch Park and just looking out over part of it, there is a subtle appreciation for thunderstorms I have. Mm. Just might and fury of the sky itself mm. as it's unleashed upon all of us. And I feel small, but I feel small in awe-inspired ways that this is beautiful, this is terrifying, this is wonderful, and I am here to experience that. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. It's like having your own private invite to a party, and you're just there. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the thing that really stunned me that night about being in Cherry Springs and seeing the stars come out and then seeing the meteor shower after that. Um, Ooh, you never told me it was a meteor shower. Oh, yeah, awesome. it was. It was the. It was the. I think it was the Perseids. Um, you know, it would have been like the middle of August. So, um, but I remember. I remember watching all of this, and you know, I, as someone who deals with anxiety, you know, being mm-hmm. surprised after a while that my anxiety was silent. Like I had to make myself so I had to make myself so still and I was so aware of how small I was in the grand scheme of things that there was no room for the anxiety. And after a while there was a little bit of a mist. Uh, my partner uh, took some photos through the telescope. I laid down and I eventually drifted off and then the moon came out. And I remember when I woke up to, you know, cross the astro field to go to the to go to the outhouse, um, the moon was just so brilliant and beautiful that I didn't need a flashlight. <laughs> and again, it was just like the, the internally it was that calm. It was that deep, profound calm. And the morning after, I woke up with mist on the field. I remember I journaled. I should do that again. <laughs> you should, but that's I, I, neither here nor there. I journaled. Um, we we had been to the, 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 the local chain over here is Sheets. So we had been to the Sheets the day before and filled up like a giant uh, thermos of coffee. And because it was this heavy-duty thermos, the coffee was still warm. Oh, man. <laughs> I. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, the point is, um, that kind of mindfulness, that kind mm-hmm. of... That kind of peace, that kind of, you know, that kind of presence by cultivating and just like contemplating that on that on that relationship with great nature, um, it really has an effect. It has a uh, it has a, a, a it has power. And I mean, a lot of that, like mindfulness and cultivation in nature, I try to like bring into my own poetry. And if it's OK, I'm going to take a moment to recite a haiku. Please do. Please do. And this is literally me at the side of a road, staring across the street, looking at some pine trees. And it was springtime. I'm in the Pacific Northwest, so it's always kind of moist here. So just for like a bit of a background context and everything, it's afternoon. It's a little dewy, still a little cloudy, not rainy. though. And as I'm sitting there, I'm looking at these pine trees and I say, to myself I'm going to write a poem evergreen they stand on rain wet moss covered earth spears towards heaven mm. and to me that was always just kind of one of those things where I take a brief snapshot of the world around me to appreciate what's before me mm. I am alive and I am able to share these views with a lot of people and a lot of other living things. Yeah. And I think that's also kind of what I want to lead into with, the, I guess, the next point on, like, festivals. Yes. When you feel yes. this kind of thing, you want to feel happy and joyous with other people about it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, so what are, so, you, you know, I guess to back up just a moment, like, what are festivals, you may well ask, as well you may. Um, 
you know, granted, there's a part of it that's just like a, you know, it's like a big party. Mm-hmm. But it's more than that. There, there are rituals that are done at these festivals. There's a, uh, I'm not sure if Inari Faith uses the same term, but the term in um, Hachiman Faith is Reisai, for like the chief festival of that mm-hmm. particular shrine. Um, mine is in the middle of May. Um, I and know... so... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I know ours is like on... I, I know ours is around the, uh, I, I think, horse day in February. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, yeah. And that's like generally like, what, February 15th? But just about, then, yeah. It's just like... Yeah. But even then, that's just like so close to Setsubun that I'm like, yeah. does that count? I don't know. <laughs> and... Ugh. See, this is, this is a, a good uh, point of illustration uh, for our listeners that... Um, Shinto is is an umbrella term. Oh, absolutely. There are these, there are these different there are there's these different shrine faiths that have different uh, festivals and different calendars. And granted, some of them are common, you know, between the different shrines of the different faiths. But there are going to be some that are very different. Oh yeah, um, like I I just mentioned Setsubun here, and that's something yeah. that I think is pretty well practiced across all different faiths of Shinto. Yes. Yes. And. I think besides that, it's what Oban, the mid-year purification, and yes. New Year's. Yes. That's and it. and <laughs> Those yeah, are the there's, real big ones. Yeah, there's the, there's the there's like the really really big ones, and then the rest of it is just what does your faith have as its major events, and what does your particular shrine of your particular faith. Uh, uh, have so you know for me you know at Kameoka Hachiman Shrine in Sendai uh, that's you know middle of May uh, the, historically it's the you know, 15th of the 5th month and that's actually like sometime in June but ever since the, the, the Meiji you can't see me doing the scare quotes the Meiji restoration um, I can see he's doing the scare quotes <laughs> but we're on a video call uh, ever since the Meiji restoration um it's, and the change of the Japanese uh, uh, standard to the Gregorian calendar, mm-hmm. it's been observed on the 15th of May. Only last few years, because of the pandemic and, uh, and other things, um, it's sometimes been the 13th, sometimes been the 14th. You know, it's, it, but the point is, um, that is that shrine's reisai, like its grand festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Osaki Hachiman, same shrine faith, different shrine across town like barely a mile and a half just north of there on the other side of the Hirose River um, its reisai is in the middle of September um, so. and I, I guess building off that is that I'm also speaking from the Fushimi Inari side of things here because there is a Inari shrine in the United States it is Sushi Shusei Shusei thank you yes Shusei Inari, and I have very little idea what those guys do, apart from that they exist and they are siblings in arms, I'd say. Yes. Yes. Um, But, like, I've always kind of viewed these festivals as just a community-building exercise, because on one end, this is supposed to be a faith that you share with other people. Like, I mean, all faiths are. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's just kind of always been the point of Matsuri from what I glean. And again, yes. outsider's viewpoint who's a convert. You can see me doing the air quotes around Yes, convert, I can see but... you doing the air quotes, yeah. <laughs> for um, those of you at home. For those of you at home, yes. Um, the Matsuri, the festivals, um, I think, uh, in terms of just a very mundane... Uh, uh, on, the, on a very mundane note, um, the idea is, you know, connecting the community with itself, connecting the community with its gods who are part of the community. Um, and uh, particularly for the bigger ones where the, the Mikoshi, the portable shrine gets paraded around the neighborhood, mm -hmm. uh, taking the god around the neighborhood, right? It's not just the people going into the into the shrine. It's also taking the god around the neighborhood and going, "Hey, check it out! This is how we're doing." Um, mm -hmm. You it's, know, uh, like, it, it goes both ways. Yeah, and I think that's also another thing that I want to bring up with these kind of monsters. And again, the Okami is that they are beings worthy of respect and conversation. And I think that we as practitioners need to be able to sit down and have these conversations not only with one another, but also our Ujigami, our Okami. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, they are... Uh, I've heard a definition of Kami as being something that inspires awe. Um, I'd agree with that, yeah. You know the 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 shorthand the 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 shorthand when you're translating it into English is God, but it you know that that's that limits it just a little bit, and it also ties it down to the baggage of like Western civilization take on a God, and yeah. especially Christian civilization take on a God. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's that's not it, Chief. It's yeah, not it. <laughs> that's not it at all. Um, some kami are pers like personified. They're like you know, like your ujigami or my mm -hmm. ujigami. Um, but there are other kamisama that are, uh, you know, forces of nature, or a particularly old tree, or a particularly old boulder, or something like that. There are, um, you know, the, the, there's a folk belief about um, you know particularly honored uh, household goods that become a hundred years old. Um, I have in my family a uh, coffee grinder that dates back to the 1880s. And it survived the Armenian Genocide. It survived the Second World War. And it's now uh, well over a century old. And I it's have been... about its personality. Right, I have exactly. been in it. I have been in its presence, and I, I I think of it as being in its presence because it's not just you know it's not just any old you know hand cranked brass coffee grinder. It's like it's got a story, and it has seen some. It's seen you know four or five generations of my family at this point. You know the accretion of coffee dust in there is just magnificent. Um, well, I mean, hopefully cleaned out, but this is yes, kind yes. of just the this is this is 
this is Zoe's uh, years of barista work just going. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. It's not like it's not like they hadn't cleaned it along the way. But oh, like the, the 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 big part in the screaming. <laughs> you'll you'll hear that a little bit, folks. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the the sort of the generations, I guess, of of beans ground and coffees had and the conversations that have happened around coffee in my family Mm -hmm. like it's going to you know the so this idea of that which invokes awe being a definition of kami you know i can look at that coffee grinder and think oh yeah yeah and yet it's still a coffee grinder that i still like i haven't used it in years but because i don't own it it's it's it belongs to an uncle of mine um you know uh and yet he still grinds beans with it like it's still used and you know that's just as it should be uh but you know as far as uh you know gods are kami that have shrines and that people go to matsuri for um you know i have often tried to uh contemplate and live the mentality of you know these beings who we give these homes these vessels that they can choose to inhabit um they are our neighbors uh, they are our neighbors we you know and they are you know they're not like necessarily uh you know they're not it, 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 don't don't misunderstand me i'm not saying we are the same as them they're not our equals we are we are honoring them we are giving them a place of respect we are giving them an exalted seat um but they're our neighbors and there's a sort of there's a connection that comes with that. There's a there 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 there's there there are bonds and ties that come with that. Um, and, 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 and I guess you to know. try to like bring that to a a more. I mean, this is a complicated subject to talk yes. about. Yes. Like, yes. Absolutely. Yes. I I believe that my ujigami again, ukonomitama no okami here is a force and a person that is in my life. She is someone that I talk to on the regular and say, I hope everything is well. I'm doing the best I can. If you have a moment, please spare a thought for me, kind of thing. Yes. And she is... She has a sense of humor. Oh, yes. She has a sense of humor, and I have been the butt of her jokes a few times. Yes. And that's okay. She is as she is. Yes. And she's a person. She has a personality. She has her own wants, needs, and desires. Yes. And she wants to work in harmony with us. Yes. We are not equal to the Okami, but we are parallel with them. Yes. We exist in the same world, and we wish to try to make it a good place to live. Yes. And I think that's about as... Not a, I think that is the least wordsome way I can say that, folks. I'll, I'll let you know if I can figure that out and just squeeze it into a tonka. <laughs> Maybe two. I can't promise anything. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a poet. I will make an attempt and probably fail. <laughs> yeah. You do quite good, friend. You do quite oh, good. Oh, lies and slander. Thank you, though. <laughs> it, 
actually, on a related note, um, you know, we could, we're going to get into this, you know, down the road, but, um, you know, the idea of our, our Ujigami as people, right? Mm. Um, you know, I, I've been asked over the years, Nairi, are you Buddhist? Well, no, I'm, I'm of the Hachiman faith. I'm a Shintoist, but my deity is Buddhist. <laughs> now, and, and 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 building off that on my side, yes. And <laughs> at risk of causing me to get an interesting email one day. <laughs> Zoe, are you a Buddhist? Well, it's complicated, kind of. <laughs> there, the watch this goes up in the next day. I get an email, and it's just like. So, what was that about? (laughs) (laughs) Historical context. Historical context, please. (laughs) Um, What we are talking about, very simply put, folks, is uh, the concept of uh, Shinbutsu Shugo, the the kami and Buddhas um, intertwined, combined. Um, There was a very, very, very long, like centuries-long period of, uh, you know, mostly seamless syncretism that happened between, you know, the, what we now, the, 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 the aggregate that we now call Shinto and Buddhism. Uh, in, after the Meiji Restoration, again, here we are, uh, after the Meiji Restoration, there was a forcible divesting of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, uh, your Ujigami, Kora, and my Ujigami are kami that have a particular, particularly uh, strong prior association with Buddhism and who are sometimes called by Buddhist titles. You can also, if you're in Japan and you have the chance to visit some of these shrines, you can often tell them by the color of the tori. You know, the tori will be red. Brilliantly red. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know... Uh, the question of, oh, are you Buddhist? You know, it's like, I, I, I can't answer that simply because, you know, after all, historically, if you encounter mention of uh, Hachiman-sama, they will call her Great Bodhisattva Hachiman, Hachiman Daibosatsu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think similar situation with yours, right? I'm, I mean, I think it's mostly like Onari Daimyojin, but... Yes, yes. And again, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, well... Am I Buddhist? It's complicated. Yeah. Like, one of the things that I ended up saying a few times, especially when I'm just first talking about this fall away from my LDS faith, was just like, so what are you now? Well, Mom, I'm a Buddhist with complications. That's a that's a heck of a way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, again, another bit of screaming here, folks, but that's just... <laughs> how it went with my mom and I about talking about my faith. Yeah. And, like, one of the things, and if it's okay if I can start getting on the segue here. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, One of the things that, like, still trips her up, my mother, my dear sainted mother, may she rest with the knowing that she has done her best, is... I really don't believe in sin anymore. Mm. At all. Like Good segue, good segue. We talk about purification in Shinto and purity in Shinto. And uh, that word 
does not have the same meaning as it does in Japanese. <laughs> right. Right. When we say purity here, we're talking about... When we say purity in English, there is baggage of impurity, of sin, of a fall from grace, a first sin, some bite of an apple, or something of that nature. You know? Yes. That's not how it works. And, like, if we're talking about impurity in Shinto, we are talking about kegare. Am I pronouncing yes. that right? Uh, kegare. Kegare. Thank you. Kegare, yeah. Again, folks, like I said, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. And so, with kegare, and... Yes. To me, kegare is a talk on, like, baggage. Spiritual, emotional baggage. Things that drag us down, that weigh on us heavily, that distract us from living within harmony, understanding and being mindful of big nature, of all that. And it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Like, I struggle with my own anxiety, and I know that's not a just me thing here Nairi. just looking at you across the screen here. yeah yeah admittedly yeah you know I'm, i mean I'm, it's no i don't i don't hide that fact yeah mm -hmm. i mean you brought it up in this thing when you were talking about these stars and everything oh yeah oh yeah yeah and that's to me a lot of my own struggles with kigare it's stuff that i have to be mindful of and trying to just overcome or power through and power through is not exactly the right term for it but finding a way to deal with it it's a part of me because it's literally generalized anxiety disorder it's a yes. part of me that i have to sit down and find a way to walk in harmony with so i can remain mindful so i can remain to try to be within this mindset of daishi zen of yes. harmony of celebration of life yes and yes. to me, that's always just what the closest thing to sin was. And that's not sin. It's literally just the weight of the world crashing on you at times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it happens to the best of us. Yes, even to ordained clergy. <laughs> you know... This is not something where you magically, you know, figure it out and you never have to deal with it ever again. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's, that's, that's okay. You know, this is a thing that happens. But there's a way of, you know, uh, of recentering, of, um, of, of purifying, to use the term, uh, and, you know, cleansing, cleansing yourself of that and coming back to a place of feeling... That, st that more that steadiness and that clarity mm -hmm. um, you know this is not this is not sin this is not you know anything of that sort this is this is um, you know things being disordered and then bringing them back into some kind of order and I'm gonna be quite frank with a lot of y'all out there some of the most basic ways to work on this whole purification on this whole purity thing is good hygiene and cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
I, I I've been reading Mary Kondo every once in a Kondo? Kondo. Kondo, yeah. Kondo, yes, thank you. Again, still learning. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> but it I, I I read this with this eye of me being involved in Fushimi Inari, being involved in, in Nari Shinto, and just going, Okay. You're literally just writing a book about trying to figure out how to keep yourself unburdened from this. Unbag unbogged down by all these possessions that can distract us from being mindful. And I'm a bit bad at this because I still play Magic the Gathering and I have a backlog of cards that I hoard. But I'm getting there, folks. Yeah, it's a it's a process. It's a process. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's one and done. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. You know, uh, uh, goodness sakes, when I was in grad school, most of my prayers to Hachiman-sama consisted in, of some variation of help me, <laughs> you know, because it was a high-stress, high-anxiety existence for a while there. Oh, um, God, help, I can understand that. Help me make it through. Help me land the shot. Help me get through this interview. Help me find the words. Help me... Uh, you know, I feel like it's all going to come crashing down, but help me navigate my way through. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. And, you know, in the absence of, uh, you know, of a shrine, uh, there is, you know, the nearest, f from where I'm sitting here in Pittsburgh, the nearest staffed Shinto shrine is in Washington State. The nearest... Hachiman Shrine is probably somewhere in northern Hokkaido. Uh, and so in the, you know, in the absence of a place of worship, you know, I've had to find these ways of making the room to uh, find, you know, to, to be able to pray, but also, you know, finding places where I can go that make me feel like some kind of can I have I'm 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 sort of sitting with some kind of connection with my ujigami and just feeling like you know I'm 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 safe I am I am centering myself I'm purifying myself mm -hmm. for me a really important place in that regard is a uh, there's a garden here in Pittsburgh at the Carnegie Library the main branch of the Carnegie Library which is uh, this big complex of, like, it's a couple of different institutions, like, connected. Um, but there's a deck that is open to the sky that has bamboo surrounding it and has these tables where you can sit and read. Um, and so my Ujigami being intimately connected to House Date of Sendai Date of Sendai, their crest is sparrows and bamboo. So in grad school, this was a place I would go to sort of re-center myself, to f to to feel like I wasn't so far away from my from my guardian deity and her sacred places. And in my case, a lot of times I. I I'm real lucky. I live in the um, western Washington part of the world here. And. Uh, the nearest Oanari shrine is in California, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, there is a Shinto shrine in Washington. No, I don't go to it. Yeah. But 
building off the same context here, I am able to step out of my house on a clear day, look look out into the horizon and see <clears throat> sorry about that Mount Rainier or Tahoma and I know Tahoma is a First Nations name for that mountain I can't remember which one I'm sorry <laughs> but I'm able to look at that and feel the awe of nature in its own might there because it's it's a big mountain. It's a big mountain uh, that stands alone. And coming from Utah, where you see the spine of the world thrust up against the uh, the neck of the sky, and s instead coming out to western Washington, near Seattle, and you just see these mountains on one side that are just kind of hilly, and then suddenly a volcano. A mm. dormant volcano. Mm. as this lone spear thrust up into heaven. Mm -hmm. That's new to me. That was new to me the first time I saw that so many years ago. And now that I'm here living with it, and I just take a moment and say, I hope you're well, Tahoma. It's good to see you this morning. Yeah. And I, I feel like I should caveat there, just in the interest of, in the interest of uh, clarity for our listeners, um, we want to be, you and I want to be clear about this. You know, the spirits of Turtle Island are not the gods of Japan. We oh, know this. Oh, absolutely not. We know this. We are, this is not what we are saying. We are not saying that they are the gods of Japan. What we are saying is that as practitioners of this Jap these Japanese faiths, living in this land, we can still find things that we can appreciate and bow respectfully and say thank you good morning mm -hmm. thank i'm glad that you're here i'm i'm grateful that i'm grateful that i get to be your neighbor um, exactly so you know this is i i i i've heard of some folks who say well can i enshrine my local stream can i enshrine my local mountain or whatever and mm. it's just like eh, think about That's, that think about that, what you're saying I, 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 and in my case, I try to be very polite, though, on the inside. It's, again, just big neon flashing letters with the brackets around it screaming. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, again, drawing from my experiences in Utah, where I first started praying and being mindful in that Shinto manner. I came to the conclusion one time passing through Carbon County. No, Emory County. So this is, you know, the middle of heckin' Egypt nowhere, Utah. Okay? As I'm sitting there amongst the Colorado Plateau and this desolate, bone-white, sandy part of this state, this badland, and I'm just sitting there looking at it, and it's like, the gods of Utah are the stones. And in that brief moment of clarity, everything snapped into place. The mountains, the rocks, the plateaus. There's this place out there called Goblin Valley, and I implore you, listener, to go look at it. It is fantastic and strange looking. 
and I am in awe that it exists and I want to make sure that my part of the world that myself that my nature is pure is without this baggage so I can appreciate this so I can be mindful of it all this kind of just links back into each other I want to say yeah 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 Yeah, it's I mean, these are these are these are things these are things that are important to think about and that again there's there's no one-off solution. There's this is something that's that this is something that's constantly and steadily worked at. Exactly. And I I just want to say that this is a process. This is a cycle. This is a cycle that is in its own right a part of nature of human nature of living nature yeah this ebb and flow this rising this falling this growing this contracting it is a part of our existence and if we get distracted from that we invite destruction upon ourselves and I think that one of the biggest ways that one can f figure out about like I'm going to butcher this word again hand to heaven I am trying not to butcher hey. this word uh Kagare you're good you're good <laughs> yeah. yes yeah it's a real show now folks <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to get like a good idea of what Kagare is Watch Princess Mononoke. Mm. Like, there Good are... Movie. It, it could be argued that no one is that much of a bad guy in that movie. And to be honest, no one really is that much of a bad guy in that movie. Yep. It's a lot of people, a lot of people and spirits arguing amongst themselves on how this world should go forward. Yep. And it's complicated. It's vastly complicated yeah. because, well, sometimes we get in conflict. That's just how it goes. It's one thing that I keep on trying to bring up to, like, people who are close to me who turn to me for advice, which, please don't. I barely have it together myself. Don't look to me for advice, folks. <sighs> but I say to them this. There are 10 billions players on the stage right now on Earth this instance with conflicting wants, with conflicting desires, with conflicting needs. And so few people hold enough power to make changes while others argue and bicker amongst themselves for the scraps. We should try to be a little more kinder to ourselves and each other. Because we are all we got. Yeah. We need to, we, we are all we've got. We need to, we need to, uh, we need to be there for each other. Mm -hmm. And right there, we come back to uh, harmony. And again, this is cyclical, folks. 
it's a cycle it ebbs and it flows purification and kagare links back into harmony links back into big nature links back into festivals links back into purification and the wheel spins on yes and here we are sometimes quite happy sometimes screaming sometimes both oh nairi i'm i'm a student of network security i'm always screaming even when i'm happy (laughs) i'm surprised i can hear a dang thing the computer is saying I mean, I'm a I'm an historian that specializes in finding the unfindable. Uh, I sometimes sometimes I don't scream and sometimes I do. And uh, boy, howdy! <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the next question is here is is there anything else that we would like to add to this? Because I think I'm kind of a bit tapped out on my side. How about you? I think I, th- I think that's about it for now for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something, something that, uh, uh, you know, something that I guess I would underline for our listeners is that, um, you know, bear in mind, just as all of these things are a process, so too this podcast and these conversations will be a process. We are not going to necessarily say things perfectly, but we are going to say them as best we can. And for the places where we fall short, we ask humbly for your understanding. And, I mean, honestly, this is a part of why we are saying that this is a conversation. This is us acting and reaching out to you, dear listener, in good faith, saying, this is our views on Shinto. This is our views as an Armenian diasporan and a white-passing Latine. Both of us trans-feminine. Both of us raised in a very religious household. Vastly different ones, but still. Yeah. Saying, hey this is what we believe this is why we believe it this is why we feel it's important please 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 reach out to us in good faith and we will hear you yes yeah that said this is again Clara. my name is zoe tanner you can always find me at fox named zoe and that's fox underscore named underscore zoe zoe on twitter my poetry channel is in the bio and this has been my friend nairi bakalian uh you can find me at riverside wings on twitter facebook patreon and twitch and um i look forward to um our next episode me too